You're listening to Investify, preaching financial independence and assisting investors to achieve a more flexible and free lifestyle through smart financial planning and real estate investing. If leaving the corporate world and jumping into this thriving industry is what you desire, tune in and listen to stories of like-minded individuals who made the leap to financial independence. What's going on, everybody? You are listening to Investify. My name is Craig Curlop, a.k.a. The Fi Guy. And boy, do we have something special for you today, especially if you are the age of 22 or you're in your early 20s and you're just getting started. We've got 11 things that I love about you. Just kidding. We've got 11 things that you need to be doing if you're 22. Of course, it doesn't really matter if you're 22. If you're just getting started on your financial independence journey, this absolutely applies to you. All these tactics is how I was able to achieve financial independence in under three years and how many other people have done exactly the same. I was no different, no special handouts, nothing. And so I think what you guys all have here in front of you, if you're just graduating college or you're young, just getting started on your journey, is some good time ahead where you can actually experience some really good appreciation, some really good cash flow on your investments. And so let's just kick it off with number one. Now, the first thing you should do if you're under, if you're 22 or under is get a high paying W-2 job. This might be a little bit controversial these days because everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and everybody wants to be their own boss, yada, yada, yada. That's fine. You can be that someday. You're still young at 22. You have to pay your dues. Almost anyone with any success has had some mentors and usually those come from a W-2 job. Those are people that you're going to be spending 40 plus hours a week with and you can ask them anything. They're like, you're some of your best friends. And so if you get a high paying W-2 job, especially if it's in real estate or in the career that you, that you want to build and grow, then the mentorship is really second to none. But number two is that you're going to need a salary in order to buy your first investment property. Now, of course, there's plenty of other ways to do that. You can do seller financing and yada, 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 raise money, all that stuff. But who the heck is going to want to invest with you if you've never done a deal, right? How are you going to be able to trust people? I'm not saying it's not possible because it is. And we've interviewed people on this podcast who have done it. But this here is going to be the like tried and true, easy way, most efficient, least risky way to build wealth and achieve financial independence as early as you can. All the other stuff you can do on the side. But if you make this your primary and then you can take some other risks, you'll still have a really good safety net to fall back on. So number one, get a high paying W-2 job. That W-2 job will not only give you mentorship, but it'll also allow you to qualify for your first house hack, which brings us to number two, house hack. If you're 22, you need to be house hacking. I don't care if you're living with your girlfriend for free. I don't care if you've got a killer deal. It doesn't matter. You're not building wealth you're not getting a good deal, actually. They're actually tampering you. They think they're helping you out, but they're actually tampering you because they're preventing you from gaining all of the access that real estate has. And so get out there and with your high-paying W-2 job, go to a lender, go to an investor-friendly real estate agent and ask them to help you buy your first house hack. With that, you can put 3% down on a single-family home. You can put 35 or 5% down on a duplex, triplex, or quad. And if you don't make enough money, there's a lot of down payment assistance programs out there as well. So get out there, get your first house hack. That is going to be the first and easiest way to build wealth. And you'll find that house hacking is going to have the highest return on investment time and time again. It is the most consistent way to get the highest return on your investment. 
Number three thing you should do is don't worry about girls, guys, your dating life, all of that kind of stuff. They will come. I can almost promise you that you are not mature enough at 22, 23 to really make the decision of the one of the most important decisions of your life as to who your life partner is going to be. Don't worry about that. All that stuff is just going to distract you. It is not going to help you at all. Getting drunk on the weekends, sleeping with random people, th that is not the way to live. It's going to drain you. So don't worry about that. Number four is get away from your friends that aren't lifting you up. I suspect you've got some high school friends that you're in touch with. I suspect you've got some college friends that you're in touch with, and they may not be on the same path as you. Some people are in your life for reasons. Some people are in your life for seasons. And so during this new season that you're about to turn of building some serious wealth for yourself, your friends in the past may not be on that same train. And that's fine. You don't need to not be friends with them. You don't need to totally cut them out of your lives, but you shouldn't be hanging out with them on the regular. You should be surrounding yourself with people that, that want to grow, that want to do the same things as you. So that way you feel peer pressure to buy real estate. You feel peer pressure to save. You feel peer pressure to do these things rather than feeling that peer pressure to go out and get beers with the boys or go watch the football game or, or whatever it is, right? So four things so far. We've got get a high paying W2 job, house hack. Don't worry about guys and girls. and Don't worry about your friends. And I'm not saying you don't need to have a social life. You can still go out, but I, I would prefer, I think you would also prefer, trust me, you'll like this, is if you go out with your friends that are also high achieving. Number five is bike to work. This is something that I did for three years. This was before COVID. So it was when you actually had to go into an office. If you have a remote job, then you're good here. You don't need to worry about it. But a lot of people, most Americans spend about 17 to 20% of their income on their transportation. And so if you can limit that by maybe becoming a one car family, if you've got a spouse, or if you don't, if you could sell your car and you can just bike everywhere, that would be ideal. If you live in a city, maybe you can just take the public transportation. Again, I lived in Denver, which is really not a, a walkable city by any means. I just always made sure to buy my house hacks near bike paths so that I could get to work by bike. Literally every single day, I would bike 45 minutes to work, 45 minutes back, and I would do a CrossFit workout in between. So I was crazy active, but I was also saving tons of money on not needing a car. The sixth thing is seek a higher spiritual being, whether that be God, whether that be whatever else that thing is. I'm, I think seeking God is a massive help in your journey because it just gives you a higher purpose in life. Because frankly, being rich, being wealthy doesn't equal happiness. You've heard that a bunch of times. You need to have a greater good, a greater passion. And you don't want to be this like money hungering guy who's just looking to get the next dollar, step over his mother for a dollar. Like you want to make sure that you're being a good person and making good, genuine connections on the way. Number seven is side hustles. You've got your high paying W-2 job. You're not spending money on your house because you're house hacking. You're spending very limited money on your transportation because you're biking to work. And now you're going to juice that even more by finding some other way to side hustle. So when you're not, when you're not bettering yourself and hanging out with your awesome new friends, the next thing you want to do is, okay, how do you make some extra money on the side? What I did uh, a few years ago is I, I drove for Uber and I just was just talking to everybody along the way about real estate, right? Ended up finding my cleaner that way. And I wouldn't say it's the most glamorous thing, but while you're in the beginning, hey, if you can make an extra thousand to $2,000 a month, that could make a serious impact uh, a lot further down the line. 
you'll start to see these benefits keep continue to roll in years four, five, six, as long as you're investing the money that you're making. Number eight, educate yourself. Go take a look at your IG feed right now or your TikTok algorithm or what's showing up on your podcast that you listen to. Is, is it just a bunch of whatever, sports, girls, guys, exercise video, whatever. It needs to be productive things. I guess exercise videos are probably okay. It should be like, are you following the Fly Guy on Instagram? Are you following Bigger Pockets? Are you following Alex Formosi? Are you following these people that are inspirational, that have got business tactics that, you know, that so when you're just scrolling, you're actually learning. That's really important as well. Because if you're not going to get out there and educate yourself and your IG feed is just filled with a bunch of garbage, that's what your life is going to look like. I bet you if you, if I were to look at any one of your Instagram feeds or TikToks, I could probably guess probably within fifty to $100,000 what your net worth is based on what you're looking at. So make sure that you're unfollowing people that don't do you good and follow people that are going to educate you and motivate you. All right, number nine, get out of your mother's basement. So a lot of people I know in their early 20s are still living with mom and dad in their basement. It's not a bad situation. Mom's cooking for you. Dad's making the money. You don't got to pay for food. You don't got to pay for a place to live. You're really only paying for a commute. But man, is that just how comfy and cozy could you get? There's a saying out there, right? Your comfort zone, it's 75 degrees and sunny in there, but nothing ever grows. And so you are just, you're just dying in your mom's basement. Get upstairs, get some natural light, get the heck out of your mom's house, go get your first house hack. And I don't care if you're even paying 500 to $1,000 a month in your first house hack, it's still going to net you so much more than being in your mom's basement. So if you're 22 and you're living in mom's basement, I'm talking to you. Get the heck out of there. You got six months to get out of there and get your first house hack. Number 10, the 10th thing you need to be doing is building your team. Do you have an investor-friendly realtor in your area that, that's high quality, that knows what they're talking about? If you don't, hit me up on Instagram, the Fi guy, shoot me a message. We'll get you introduced to somebody wherever you need. Do you have a lender who knows about house hacking? You, don't, you shouldn't have to explain to him what you're doing. When you just say you're house hacking, they should just know. You shouldn't need to explain what house hacking is. If so, pass. Don't use your, don't use your aunt or your uncle or like your best friend's mom uh, f as your realtor for a house hack because there's a lot of things that go into it that they're not going to know. They're not going to know what rents are. They're not going to probably know exactly what your mortgage payment's going to be. There's not going to be, they're not going to know the rules and regulations on short-term rentals or how many people can live in a home that are unrelated. That's why you need somebody guiding you that knows what they're doing. You can use your uncle or your mom's best friend or whatever for your home that you just want to live in. It doesn't matter. They can't help you with that. It's just a primary residence and, and not an investment. But for an investment, you've got to have somebody on your team that knows what they're doing. That is crucial. And then the last thing is because you're so young, do the things now that no one else is willing to do. For example, so when I was 23, I was living in San Francisco. I was living in a very small room in a condo while my landlord and her two children, she was a single mom, two children lived in the living room behind a curtain. She was willing to do things that no one else was willing to do. Funny enough is she actually gave me the inspiration to when I turned 24, moved to Denver and bought my first house hack that wouldn't quite cash flow to live behind the curtain in my living room as a single guy. How easy could that be? So that I could cash flow 600 bucks a month. Now, I'm not saying you need to live behind a curtain but if you're willing to do that, you're going to have a funny story to tell your kids someday, number one. But number two, if you do this, you're going to have a lifetime worth of value for just $1,000 or whatever, or $1,000, just for a year's worth of pain. 
And so, for example, that, that same property that I live behind the curtain on, so that property technically probably wouldn't have worked if I just lived downstairs. I would have been paying rent and I was fine with that. I was not fine with that at the time. I would be fine with it now knowing what I know, but I really wanted to get that extra thousand bucks a month. So I rented my room out on Airbnb. I lived behind the curtain and I was making $600 a month to live in this place. Not to mention it was a very high appreciating spot of Denver. And it ended up, this property has appreciated over $400,000 for me in just six years. And because of that, because of the power of house hacking, this property, which I bought for about $17,000 down, has given me over $500,000 of wealth, right? Just from one property. And so I'm not going to promise that on your first property because it was a bit lucky that I, where I bought. However, you can't get lucky if you don't buy. You can't get lucky without getting yourself, giving yourself the opportunity to be lucky. So remember, do the things now that other people aren't willing to do. You could almost just think about it. What's your living situation now? Think about what would make you sound crazy. Go do that thing, right? What are you driving right now? Think about what would make you sound crazy. Go do that thing. Think about it. Like when I was, again, when I was 24, this is when, I, when my journey started. I was living behind the curtain. I was biking to work, biking to grocery store. I was actually renting my car out on Turo. And when it wasn't rented out, I was Ubering. And so people thought I was nuts, especially because I had a decent job. I was making a decent wage with a decent bonus. Everyone thought I was crazy. But now they probably wish that they'd made the sacrifices that I did for a year to get to a little bit ahead. And so to recap, that was number 11. So to recap, we've got get a higher paying W-2 job, number one. That way you can house hack, which is number two. Don't worry about girls or guys or whoever you are. You will find your person. I promise you that. Be the person that you want to marry and that person will find you. Number four, don't worry about all your friends. If they're just wanting to drink and go out and yada, 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 they're probably not your real friends. They really don't care about you or your future. I promise you it's not going to make you happy in the long term. Find high quality friends that you can have deep conversations with and that are going to bring you up. Number five is get rid of your transportation if you can. Bike to work. If you're a two-car family, get down to a one-car family. Do something to decrease the travel expenses. Number six, seek God or a higher spiritual being. This is going to give you relaxation in times of struggle. It's going to be a roller coaster. So having a higher power is absolutely crucial to stay on the path. Number seven is side hustles. Find other ways to make a little bit of money. And if you can do those side hustles while educating yourself, think about listening to podcasts, reading books, et cetera, that would be a triple bonus, which leads into number eight, educate yourself. Take a look at that Instagram feed. Make sure it's curated to things that are going to improve you. Every single person that you follow that pops up, you should say, are they helping me or are they hurting me? And if, because they're, no one is the same. If they're not helping you, they're hurting you, unfollow. Number nine, get out of your mom's basement. Pretty self-explanatory. Number 10, build your team. Start building them now. If you're in your mom's basement, you're six months away from buying your first house. Make sure that happens. You need to start prepping them so that they can start understanding your story, understanding who you are, so they know exactly what house to help you find when that time comes. And then number 11 is do the things that no one else is willing to do. So that is the 11 things you should do if you're 22 and things that will get you to be a millionaire by the time you're 30, no questions asked. If you follow that formula, I would put any amount of money on it that you would become a millionaire by the time you're 30. 
So that does it, guys. That is this week's episode of Invest to Friday. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. And I hope you're doing at least a few of those things now. And you've got a few more things to tackle before the end of the year. So if you like this episode, please leave us a rating and review. It'll be greatly appreciated. Give me a follow. I'm the Fi Guy on Instagram. And we'll love to just hear your thoughts. And feel free to DM me on Instagram as well. I, I respond to all my messages to actual people. If you're like a robot or trying to sell me something, I probably won't. But if you send me a message with a question, I will 100% respond. That being said, guys, thanks so much for listening to Invest to Friday. And we'll see you all next week. That's it for this episode of Investify. We hope that these nuggets of real estate wisdom lead to more savvy financial planning and a clearer path towards financial freedom. For more content like this, subscribe to the show at investify.com. Don't forget to leave a rating and share it with your friends. Together, we can transform more real estate newbies into successful and clever investors. Thank you so much for listening. See you on the next one.